Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Go for Leadership podcast. My guest today is Tim Schütte. Go for Leadership interviews. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, happy to be here. Cool. Tim, like always, uh, you have 30 seconds to introduce yourself to the audience. 30 seconds. Okay, let's see. Um, my name is Tim Schütte. I'm currently 46 years old, uh, living close to Stuttgart, uh, and uh, I'm working as the local CEO for Paychex Germany uh, over here. And uh, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty interesting because I got my onboarding uh, during uh, COVID-19 lockdown. So everything from home and to take over a role in a company with where you lead 160 people in lockdown from remote is, is pretty interesting. I think that's one of the reasons why Daniel invited me. Besides that, I'm a, a motorcycle geek. So if anybody's up for uh, being shown around uh, this beautiful area to drive his motorcycle, uh, email me or contact me on LinkedIn. Cool. Thank you, Tim. And like like uh, I remember many, many of our talks and conversations, um, this podcast goes about leadership. And I know that you know a, a lot about leadership and also about attitude and mindset. So uh, I'm very curious, how would you describe or define leadership? Whew. And and, uh, and in preparation of that question uh, made me sweat already. So leadership in in my mind, is something that needs a lot of self-attention, if you will. So uh, I think that's the one of the one of the most important points. And and I was lucky enough to have a manager in my career in, in a very early stage where he said, "You are now a people manager. So you always have to think, act, behave, and communicate like this. Be aware that you are somewhat a role model, at least to your team." And I think that is that is uh, leading to, to to the answer of, of your question. How would I define it? It is about more listening than talking. It is about uh, giving direction. Um, it is about uh, aligning uh, goals. Um, and it's uh, most of all, I think it's a, it's about walking the talk. So do what you say and say what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a German saying which which uh, says uh, there's there's no need in teaching children anything because they will copy you anyway, and I think that's that's a, a good um, a, a good saying for that. So whatever you do, your team will uh, listen and look closely, and and they might be copying you in in some extent, and and that must be something you're aware of. I like that a lot. And um, I remember um, one teacher told me about my kids that look into the mirror uh, mm -hmm. because I was complaining about some behaviors of, of my daughters. Uh, and she was saying, well, look, look at the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was first completely yeah. shocked or questioning, is she really serious? But then I realized it's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you touched uh, uh, the topic of listening, um, and uh, of course, as as you jumped into a new position, a new role, um, how do you uh, listen these days, uh, where you are far away, maybe from from your people um, to to the team? Really, kind of filling up my agenda, to be honest. So um, I took over a role in something 
that we call in German Lohnbüro. So it's it's about payroll. I have no clue about payroll. So I'm, I'm the receiver of payroll. That's that's how far I got involved so far in my career. And uh, and to look at it and to to learn about it, you need to be very awake and 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 uh, ready and and able to to listen to people. So what I what I said from the beginning, I mean, in a leadership position, you always have your core team, like your your managers reporting to you. And uh, we spend a lot of time in in team calls as well as individually. But on top of that, um, I told my my uh, my whole team that I want to spend half an hour with every single person individually. And it's kind of my mantra these days to tell them that, hey, whenever you see something that seems odd, doesn't make sense, or seems a bit outdated in terms of processes and how we handle things, give me a call. So my door is open. And and I think that's part of the of the current success we're we're having, so that they feel honored, they feel heard, and and they feel uh, seen, even though everybody's sitting remotely right now. And and I think that is, yeah, again, it's it's a huge task. I mean, 160 times half an hour. Mm-hmm. So and I just decided that I will do that once a year. So everybody should have once a year the opportunity to talk with me, and then to kind of freely speak up and uh, and um, yeah that that works quite well so i learn a lot these days about that so i think that that also says a lot about you as uh, as a leader or as as i would say regarding to your style as you say you you are open and you take the people for for granted and serious so how do you um be uh, empathic and also, um, let's say, be open for for those arguments that you maybe get during these calls. Because I can imagine that there may be also sometimes complaints where it is hard to get uh, implemented or or yeah, maybe things that you would need to um, uh, um, ignore in certain in certain ways. How you scope with that? And I think there it's it's back to walking the talk. So first of all, so I, I changed a couple of things uh, in our own HR department from the start. So uh, we've been very poor on providing vacation days. Salary is an issue as always. And, and whenever I am able to change something, I say that when I might be able and I have an idea of direction, I really mark that as this is my idea. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know when it is going to happen. So I'm, I'm very clear about um, the goes, no goes, or maybes. And mm-hmm. and I think that is super important because if, if, if you speak up to either an individual or a group of 160 people and and they might understand you differently. So whenever you make a point, make sure that it's well understood. And um, and I think that's one of the one of the most important things these days because doing that via video to people you you haven't seen personally before is adding a, a piece of complexity because uh, they don't know you right and mm-hmm. and they get a two dimensional image of you they see you on on screen if you're having a Teams or a Zoom call but they they don't know okay how serious is that guy what does he mean. Did I get and everything within this conversation in terms of mimics and, and, and gesture? And and I think it's super important to be aware of that. 
So I can imagine that um, that uh, you just touch base something that uh, I think we, we can further explore, which is um, this video conferencing that we are all in, uh, in, in particular also a very intimate uh, situation that an employee is talking to to the CEO of a of a uh, of a company. So how do you create a uh, uh, open atmosphere? Uh, in particular, if if they don't know you yet. Um, Uh, I can imagine that uh, that maybe there is a certain ice to break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and it's interesting. So for the very early ones of those 160, it was harder because now they've seen me, they've seen me in all hands calls, and they they know that I'm trying to walk the talk or talk the walk or whatever around. So so we see the first benefits. So now for the latecomers, it is easy. But what I always do is so, so I switch on my video. And I don't demand that from my guys. Um, I see that 90% take that invitation, even though they they um, might not have video on uh, all day long in other calls. So that's the first positive thing. And and then it's like looking at your backgrounds, right? So mm -hmm. either you have some some kind of picture like I have right now, and and you can talk about that picture. Wait, is that a, a Windows or Apple thing, or is that one you took yourself? Or you see where they actually live. Right. Mm -hmm. So you 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 see, okay, what's the, what's uh, the style of their office? What's the style of their of their living room if they are working out mm -hmm. of their living room? Living room, and and usually you find something in the background to talk about, and that breaks the ice uh, pretty fast. For myself, I've I've got a very messy office, I must admit. So I like those virtual backgrounds, and I have different ones for different occasions, which might be a clue as well. So. Uh, talking to uh, to my people, let's say on a Friday afternoon, uh, you'll find pictures of a brewery in, in the background. <laughs> so just to really break the ice and say, hey guys, it's weekend is knocking on the door. So yeah, I know, and and you want to leave the office and the work as well. So let's get through this and then have our week first weekend beer. And um, and I think stuff like that it, it makes me. A bit more approachable because they see what what is about me. So I use only uh, self-taken pictures uh, in the background. So they learn a lot about me. And and there again, it's about being a role model, right? It's walking the talk. If if I show some private things in here, they feel much better if they do the same. I, I like that approach, and I think that's that's very powerful uh, at the beginning because. Um, I I talked with uh, with another colleague before that uh, we show these days a lot of intimacy uh, in into our own house. Actually, it's much more than before. Before you could go to the office and 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 uh, I won't say that that you had your your own um, personality, but of course it's something very intimate to show your private house or your private um, office or whatever. So I think that that's a good, that's a good uh, uh, method here. Tim, uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, you mentioned that you, you joined the role um, and uh, you didn't have touched, uh, let's say, uh, the, the, let's say, the work as such before. How did you get into the material and how, how could you guide the team into a direction um, that, that leads them for the next, uh, yeah, for the next uh, climb or for the next uh, plateau? 
Yeah, so that's that's a very interesting one as well because I mean you go through that interview phase if, when you're applying for a new job, and and part of that is to learn something about that role. And um, and for me, it became pretty obvious that taking over the leadership about a a decent sized company, there are a lot of experts on board already. And what was missing was kind of the, the next steps in terms of direction, growth, digitalization. So my background, um, I'm a social worker, but never worked in that, but I sold a lot of uh, software and, and hardware components. So digitalization is, is very close to my heart and I can look at things and say, hey, wait, can we automate that? And, and is that really a manual task or should we do that differently? Are there, are there other solutions? And I think that's that's the core of my task uh, right now. So uh, the first couple of months was a lot about listening. And then I try to, uh, whenever I, I, I approach change or want them to do things differently, uh, then I try to do that in a very, let's say, coachable manner. So um, I'm, I'm not coming with a solution. Uh, most of the solutions for today's problems are already uh, sitting in the people's heads. They know <laughs> what to do better. They are experts in their common field. And so the only thing that I do is I, I, I lead through questions, if you will. So mm -hmm. what do we do there? Yeah, it's like this and this and that. Okay, does it make sense? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Would you have an idea about doing it differently so that we spare some time or it's not that kind of hard work or something? Yeah, I might have an idea. Okay, let's talk about it. And and that's kind of an average conversation I'm having these days in, in a lot of different areas. Yeah, but I think that, that that's also a very powerful message that you need to bring to people. Um, and and uh, I also used to say that... Uh, you as a leader never have the knowledge because you are at least one position away from 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 the topics that are occurring. So uh, it's important to listen to the staff, and uh, and and get their impulse uh, to um, yeah to starting change. So um, maybe you can also give us a glimpse, maybe in a difficult situation in your career. So where did you or had to demonstrate leadership skills uh, and? Uh, an attitude. Uh, oh, there are several. So uh, when when I had my first management role, uh, I I got a team. Uh, it was something that the company wanted to test out, and there was no extra headcount. So within the management circle, uh, it, it was said, "You, you, and you, you'll provide some some people for Tim." And you can imagine that I didn't get all the high flyers out of those teams. In fact, I got somebody who's who had been for the, with the company for a long time and did not have a future in the company for at least the same time. So, uh, and he was like 20 years older than me. So I had the the, the unlucky task to see, um, okay, what, what do we do with him? And and finally, we find an, found an agreement that that he needed to leave uh, in a in a even from a today's perspective, I think in a very respectful manner. But it was a hard thing because uh, other managers tried that and, and failed, and, and it was the youngster who kind of solved it. So that was that was a hard hard part. And I think the next the next thing I uh, I'm, I'm thinking about when you ask this question is uh, 
was working for for a company where they wanted to do a structural change that was against everything I believed in terms of how you should uh, treat people, how business could be run, should be run. So I listened to that on a workshop for two days and then decided that if that is the case, I can't work there any longer. And mm -hmm. um, I, I am aware that I'm a very lucky guy <laughs> that I never was really out of work. Uh, but uh, I think it's it's about to, to stand up for your principles. And, and that's part of leadership as well. And uh, it might be a hard time to take that decision. But I think it's the healthiest thing you can do. So um, you, you'll you'll meet friends or teachers, uh, or you'll you'll win or you'll learn, but you'll never lose, uh, depending on how you take it. And I think if if that's a core of of your beliefs uh, that uh, enables you to be a good manager. And I think that that that's also something uh, that. Um that you just touched base is that never lose your principles and uh, and uh, let's say you as a leader have not only the right you have the uh, um, obligation to say no uh, that some, was something that i was teached very early on if you are a project manager leading a, a project uh, let's say being that the the, the uh, leadership role in, in this project it's your task to say no there will be nobody else who would say no And it's, yeah. it's, it's much more important and powerful to say no than to say yes. Saying yes uh, is easy. Absolutely. And, and, um, and saying no is, is much more difficult and powerful in the same way. So um, maybe let's uh, go into the Corona situation as you, as you touched base this. Do you think there's a, a difference between how you lead teams or have lead teams before Corona and, and now during Corona times? There is a difference because all the communication is, is virtually and or a lot. So I tried when, when we had this no lockdown situation last year in August, September, I was in the office. But anyway, we sent everybody home in, in March. So I didn't really meet a lot of people face to face personally without a screen in between. So um, yes, it is different and it's, it's much more difficult. You need to be much more aware of, um, of things that might go wrong. So, so just last week I had an all hands call and I wanted to make compliments to one of my, uh, my colleagues and she misunderstood me totally and thought it was, it, it was a no, no, what I, what I just did. And I was like, Yeah, that's exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do in front of all people. So uh, it, it took some time to kind of catch that and, and have a an follow-up uh, conversation. And and, uh, and we both agreed. So I was I was kind of using the wrong words and, and she was reading it wrongly on top of it. So so um, that did not mess up our our working relationship, but uh, it, it was crucial for at least uh, an hour or two. And and I think you need to be aware of that much more than sitting with people in a room where you where you feel their rage or their anger or their happiness, because it is different in a call. And it's especially different if if you are having a call with more than than one party. No, I absolutely agree. So um, let's maybe come to, to the end of our podcast. Um, 
what is the the biggest uh, learning let's say that that you uh, also by reflecting the mistakes but what is the biggest learning that that you take away for yourself um, managing teams and and being a leader biggest learning i think i think one of the biggest learnings was so so i've been an individual contributor as well right so nobody is born as a manager and and i always thought i i would have fun to do that what nobody could prepare me for is that's a totally different role it's a totally different job it's like Hey, you, you've been great in selling software. Here's a car to fix. Go and work on the valves. And, and you're starting to look at the tires for the valves, and they mean the ones in the engine. It is really a, a, a totally different thing, and nobody can really prepare you for. Um, so I was very lucky two times in my career. As an individual contributor, I had a, a, a super nice uh, coach and mentor, if you will, And my first manager in, in, in my first leadership role was an, an, an absolute asset uh, looking back at, at things. So I think that is the most important part. If, if you're pro promoted to lead a team, look around for a mentor, uh, for somebody who coaches you. Um, make sure that that you listen, I think, uh, as well to those guys as to your team yourself. So don't be the smartest guy in the room and, and try to be the dumbest one in the room and, and get smart people on board because that will make you successful. And and it's it's your task to pave their way for their success. And I think it's uh, it's 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 something that comes from mindset. So how do you look at other people? And, and that is, for me, the biggest learning. Wow, oh, I like that a lot. Um... So let me uh, finish maybe with the last sentence or the last question. What would you have said to yourself before you started your professional career? So to the to the younger Tim. <laughs> And you see me struggling. So so I was never anxious or frightened. And and I think I would have said, you know what, keep that. If if If, if there's one thing you should keep that will make you successful, it's it's that. Don't be afraid. Don't be frightened. Don't be be anxious. If you ever have the feeling that you're working in an, in an environment that makes you feel that, leave it. And I think that's a very, very important sentence. So I, I wouldn't have changed much uh, looking backwards because, I mean, I, I had quite some career already. Uh, but uh, I think if there's one thing to strengthen it would be this being not being afraid of anything i like that a lot that's a great that's a great finish thank you so much tim for being our guest today thank you go for leadership the podcast